Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bad Guys Podcast. I'm Jeff Goss. That's Jeff Rexroth. It's uh, Thursday, February 8th. And uh, yeah, man, we're just getting the podcast going again. Um, updated the look a little bit here if you're joining us live on Facebook. Um, and we're going to start our YouTube channel soon and get that going. As long uh, as well as we've got the uh, podcast syndicated on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, um, you know, be sure to check out all those places for the podcast or follow us on Facebook to get all those links. Um, and yeah, here's Jeff Rexroth, man. How you doing? How's your week been? I'm doing I'm doing great. I uh, recently uh, became a Bay FC season ticket holder. Do you know what Bay FC is? Uh, I'd assume soccer. It is. Yeah, it's the um, there's it is women's professional soccer. That's awesome. Um, there is a professional league uh, here in America uh, and called the the NWSL um it's got like all the team USA soccer players uh in it and then Bay FC is a uh, brand new team uh this year uh and so yeah Kale and I decided to pull the trigger they play down at uh, PayPal Park where the earthquakes play um, what's PayPal Park uh it is it's I, I think it's near great america um oh cool it is yeah it's sick honestly it's probably one of the coolest stadiums in the bay area in my opinion uh what the bar on one side of the goals is the entire width of the field uh and it's standing room only over there so you can just go to this giant bar grab your cocktails and beers and then just walk up to the standing room only and just watch the game from there that's awesome um yeah, our season tickets are on the are in the uh, the supporter section, which is the other other goal. Uh, but yeah, we we just we just picked up tickets. I just bought a flag and a bunch of merch and whatnot. Nice. What are their color, What are their colors? They're blue and orange. Uh, so it's kind of yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm me down. Too. Can I can I can I support oh. them too? Yes, of course, okay, cool. absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, take me to a game and I'll and, see if I like them. Okay, and the cool thing is that they, I thought they were going to dick around for the first uh, year and just kind of see how it goes, but they've actually signed some like really good international players. So there's a good chance this team's going to be very good. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I like yeah. watching soccer a lot. Um, uh, and I don't get a chance to do enough. And plus, like, I never get to other, to go to really to other sporting events. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm just getting, I'm just yeah. getting feedback from Leonard about the levels here. So I'm going to just update it okay. real quick. This yep. is what we're doing. This is what happens when we do it live, you know? So yeah, this is cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, I haven't been up to much. Uh, I played a little bit of golf, tried to play a little bit of golf this weekend. I got blown around like crazy on Wednesday. Um, uh, trying to play oyster Bay, but what have you been up to? Uh, well on Sunday on that, on that hurricane day, I did go out and play Chabot park. Uh, I avoided getting hit from a, uh, by any branches. One did come like two feet from hitting me. Uh, and that was when I realized I should sprint through the rest of these holes and go home. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super fun. Uh, and then last night I went to something I had never heard of. And I am now finding out is pretty popular called the moth. I uh, have, you've been to it oh, or I've, heard I've, of it? I went a long time ago in San Francisco. It's been going on for years right i mean it's one of the og podcasts i think like it's like literally been going on for a really long time but um i haven't gone in a million years but as as i recall it's like short stories or or sort of like live storytelling you would you've been there last night so you'd know better 
Yeah, so they so um, it is an audience of probably a couple hundred people. Anyone can put their name in the hat, and then uh, your name is pulled. If your name is pulled, you come on stage and you give a five minute uh, speech about whatever the topic is of the of the day. And last uh, night it was uh, love hurts was the was the topic. And so the conversations varied from like you know losing family members, losing people they know, and then to uh, the winning one was a 13, uh, this guy when he was 13 had a crush on a girl and he finally got to have a kiss with her. And the next day he came to school and the first thing that blurted out of his mouth was, I love you. And she said, uh, no thanks. And so that was what his, uh, his five minute, uh, story was, was just about how he got rejected as a 13 year old. It was so interesting. Um, these people are, I thought it was going to be like me going on and I have no idea what I'm doing, but these people have clearly had a speech ready. They have five minutes, pretty tight. And the stories were, were absolutely incredible. They were yeah, inspiring or funny. Um, yeah, I had a great time. I, if, if you ever have a chance to go to the moth, anybody, please go out and, and check it out. It is very cool. I think you were saying that it's, they, they, they trade off between doing it in Berkeley and San Francisco. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. They have yeah two sites, one in Berkeley, and it seems yeah like today the next month is uh, is in San Francisco, then it goes back to Berkeley. And the cool thing, just keep uh, keep it frisbee related. The first person, because this is at random, the first person that went is this person named Sarah Griffin. Uh, she also goes by Surge, and she's like a very popular uh, ultimate frisbee player. Wow! And so when, when they said her name, I just turned to Kayla and I was like is that surge and she went up and she gave a beautiful story about moving from seattle to san francisco and she's a teacher and sadly one of the students that she had left uh, got into a car accident with a couple other students she had and he passed away oh. so it was yeah it was it was gut-wrenching uh also though in the beginning i was like whoa am i about to sit here for two hours and listen to people's like extremely dreadful stories <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this, uh, um, but it was. But you didn't. Oh, you didn't know that they were there. You just knew who they were, and yeah. went on a whim. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. A friend of a friend of ours uh, had had gone to a few and asked if we were interested. She knows that I love podcasts. Oh, that's great. I had three of my mirrors, so yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was it think, was amazing. I can't I can't wait to go back. Do you think that's something you could ever do? Get on stage. And do that? Uh, I would I would definitely have to practice, but I do think I could do it. I the one the one thing about the show that I will say is very interesting. I don't particularly like is that there are people in the audience that their job is to score your speech, and they're like very nice, but I don't know I don't understand like I say this very sad story, and then you're like ah seven three, and I'm like oh man. I'm sorry that I sucked at this. There was something a little eerie about the fact that you are giving a score to someone's like personal speech and personal life. Yeah, but I think I, you know, it's sort of about the absurdity of it, and you know, it, it, yeah. But like, uh, it's still, yeah. I mean, you have your own platform. Would you ever do something like that on our on our podcast? Bear your soul. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So something else that came up was uh, PDGA rules have been changed. So there's a few that have note that I just thought everyone should know about. Um, so there's the clear path rule. Uh, last year, it kind of it became where wherever your marker is, you can like lay on the ground and whatever you can span out and touch, yeah. you can clear out. Well, they've changed that rule for this year. 
because it did look ridiculous when a few pros laid on their stomach and then started doing snow angels on the ground to show how much space they could take. Now it, you have an indefinite amount behind your lie that is in line with the basket. So you, if you have to have a run up, you can actually clear that space up 10, 15 feet, depending on how, how large your run up is. So I thought that was very interesting. And then also, uh, when it like pace of play, uh, rules violations, it is no longer singular. It is on the card. Oh. So technically an entire card can get punished, uh, with whatever that punishment is, but yeah, an entire card can get that, uh, punished. And I think that's really nice because you're not indiv individualizing it and it puts a little more pressure on the card to then not necessarily call out, but make sure the card is is rolling yeah. and and playing with pace, and you're counting your three minutes of lost disc time and stuff like that. Wow, I hadn't um, I'm sure as a t I'm sure as a TD, you can understand that that is probably a lot nicer for you. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting because people aren't really going to give each other a hard time, and you know, it's it for the most part, you don't want to ever call out an individual because that's right. seems you know reductive. And plus, as TDs, we're not watching a single card especially like we're not watching like the third card of the am ones or something like that you know we're if we're cruising around anywhere we're sort of looking at everything so it really is up to the cards themselves to figure it out and if it's sort of like okay other cards are complaining about this card then i don't even have to care like you figure out you somebody knows who's taking a minute and a half for every putt you know like so you guys figure it out i hadn't heard yeah. that one i hadn't so we'll, ha we'll have to post some let's post some links about this stuff on the Facebook page so that like yeah. people can can see it. I had reviewed a lot, a, a couple of them. The one that stuck out to me, obviously, that I had to implement and make sure it worked well was um, that everybody has to keep score uh, in PDGA, uh, PDGA uh, tournament rounds. Um, so we yeah. had the New Year's Classic. And so that was one of the things, you know, it's just like, okay, everybody, we've got Wi-Fi here. So get on it here. And very few people took uh, paper cards and when they did, uh, three other people on the card had the digital one. So we never even had to look at the paper card. As long as the number at the end adds up to the same thing, I don't care, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of new rules and we definitely, um, with tournament season starting again, it's good for everybody to, uh, you know, just make sure that they're up to date with all that stuff. Yeah. We also have uh, big announcements. Uh, Oyster Bay today launched our date for our membership drive. Uh, I'm calling it Oyster Fest. Uh, we are uh, going to be changing it. It used to be in the past where we would do all weekend. You can play whenever you want. You just make a card and go out. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Oyster Bay has been missing is kind of that community aspect because a lot of our events are like that. When we had the weekly, it was you can just go grab a group of people and go out and play. But the one thing that I'm really enjoying with the monthlies right now is that it seems like there are a, there's like 20 or 30 of the same people every month. And there is something really nice to being able to see those same people. So we are going to this year on March 30th, uh, we're going to have a shotgun start. Um, we will have the disc golf scene up very soon. And attached to that, you will be able to pr uh, purchase merchandise. So we are going to do another run of merchandise. It is going to have uh, a different logo on it. Uh, and you will also be able to buy discs. We are looking, uh, we're right now looking into it with Infinite. Uh, so we can hopefully be, uh, we can have multiple brands. Um, I would love some MVP or some Dismania if we could get it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, so- Infinite's you know, great. I mean, cool they're, they're plastics great. People love throwing them. Um, 
when we did that for Kaleidoscope, that's mostly what people got. Like, we ended up with a lot of TSA stuff, so... And MVP is tough because you'd love to get it, but you look at the order form, and it's empty. No one can get it. Yeah. Yeah, no one can get it. Um, yeah. But that's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see yeah. the new logo. Uh, do we get a... We don't get a sneak preview here or anything like that? I mean, or I guess we're, we're still fin- finalizing it? Yeah, it's not 100% uh, set, but one of the things that... are the the image at Oyster Bay that we are leaning on is the red tail hawk that uh, lives at on hole four. Um, so we have just kind of reimagined the hawk. Last year it was that it was kind of that geometric shaped hawk, and this year it is a no. It's still shapey, but it it just got a very cool feel to it. It's got a really cool look. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discs are going to look sweet. Um, yeah, it's going to be sick. Also on top of Oyster Fest, uh, we, uh, Luke Hammer, uh, we have bought a Oyster Bay mini stamp. And so at, at Oyster Fest, you are going to be able to come out and bring your personal discs and for a couple bucks, have an Oyster Bay mini stamp put onto your discs, with, whatever with, you would like. With this new logo? This mm-hmm. is, uh, no, uh, it's the old, it's going to be the old geometric logo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have not bought a new plate or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't even gotten to use the old one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I personally love that. Honestly, I've even been thinking about getting it tattooed on me. That's how much I love it. So yeah, so we're going to have that as a, as an option. We'll have some putting mini games going on while we're getting tags. Oh, also the cool thing about the shotgun is that you will get your da- your tags on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No waiting, no nothing. Yeah. You will get your tag yeah, yeah. that day. And then if you can't make it that day, you get a tag and then you get in the mix. So no big deal. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I really, I, I like that idea a lot. Um, we're, you know, uh, East Bay is just starting. We've got a lot of stuff going on this time of year. So we're just getting started with planning ours, uh, at this point. Uh, our bag tech. So uh, I'll definitely try to make it out to yours for sure. That's awesome. Cool. Please do. Um, yeah. Um, also for anyone that has played in the monthlies for this upcoming year, uh, in a couple of weeks, I believe to be uh, February 24th, uh, we have the bag tag championship. The course, is, we're going to be playing 27 holes. The course is going to be flagged. So there are going to be some par, th- like long par threes that are going to be turned into par fours due to, islands and peninsulas and fun stuff like that if you came out to our championship tournament last year you know a little bit what it's like if you have not i promise that this is going to be the hardest it is ever played and i said this last year and then cody kirkland went out and put a 17 down uh on it that is rude <laughs> i don't like that um, but it was nice to see where i i i could you, you made it 27 yeah. holes so he probably will get at least 17 down at least. Well, this year he didn't play in one monthly, so he's not invited this year. That oh. is another thing that if you if you didn't play in any of the monthlies, uh, this is an invite only tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a reward for coming to at least one of the monthlies, you are invited to go uh, to come to this championship tournament. I believe, and go ahead. I believe I just snuck in. I think I did one. Yes, you did. And and the and the coolest thing, in my opinion, is that uh, for the most part, I believe in. Am in MPO, M1, MA2, and MA3, top eight players out of the tournament. Uh, and maybe we will invite some. Uh, we are going to be doing a ma- a Champions League match play tournament. Okay. So you will be invited just kind of like Devil, uh, Devil Mountain does. Uh, you'll have one week to set up your matchup, which we'll give you. You need to figure out when you can play. You play. And then the, if the winner goes on to the next week, and the next week until one weekend where we will then have the finals and every division's finalists will come in and play the course, 
match play style. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I, so I, the division, are people going to be playing against their own division or are you going to do it sort of yes. like Duhan did it where you can do, or you do handicapped like number of holes or something like that? No, I, I, currently I think I'm going to keep it within the division. The one thing that's going to be a little mix up is that we don't have a lot of players in our age restricted. So I'm going to have to ask those players what division they would like to sneak in. And if I have to raise it from eight to 10 or something like that, we'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. I'm not super, I'm not super worried about that. That sounds awesome. I'm looking, yeah, look forward to that as well. Um, yeah. I didn't realize how um, crazy you were going with the layout for the champion thing. And you said it's the 24th. So it's a Saturday. It is. Yes, correct. Yep. Okay, for some reason I had in my head that it was a Sunday, so I'm glad that we talked about it here because I'll definitely go. Saturday is usually when I uh, can get off for the Second. whole day. So I'll come out there. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll sign up for that right now. Well, not right now, but soon. Yeah, um, yep. Cool, awesome. What else we got going on locally? Uh, oh, man. Well, this weekend is the best weekend ever because we have the 49ers in the Super Bowl ready to beat the Chiefs. We will see that Taylor Swift is going to go home crying to her billion-dollar mansion, to her very handsome tight end boyfriend, and we are going to send them home packing to Kansas City, Missouri. Um, oh, also, uh, Berkeley Best Pairs is yeah. uh, this weekend. The actual, the actual important thing this weekend. Yeah, is, but uh, I mean, Berkeley Best Pairs. But we will be yeah. watching the Super Bowl, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, first and foremost, go Niners. Um, I'm glad they're, you know, I'm a, a Bay Area native and uh, I've been watching the Niners since the 80s. So always glad to see them in the <clears throat> in the Super Bowl. And uh, I've watched the Super Bowl from the after party of Berkeley's Best Pairs probably like the last two or three years. And it's always been really fun. So yeah, Best Pairs is this weekend. We've got a couple spots left if anybody else wants to jump in. I think, um, uh, I think registration might end tomorrow night or yeah, I, whatever. Registration is going to end soon because we're starting on Saturday. But um, we got some fun layouts and uh, it's just a really great way to experience uh, Aquatic Park and hang out there all weekend. It should be a really beautiful weekend. The ground will be really kind of squishy and muddy, so wear good shoes and good socks, but um, it should be really fun. And then, yeah, the party we have planned is open to everybody, so not just East Bay Disc Golf Club members or people that played in the tournament, but it'll be at Peter Sontag's uh, place. Uh, all this information is on Facebook, so just check it out there. Anybody that's listening to this podcast live probably already uh, knows about that anyway so but um yeah. yeah please come on by it'd be great uh and we also need volunteers as always so if you want to just hang out in ap and uh and help out um you know all day saturday and the morning of sunday we could really use a lot of help uh in terms of just crowd control and making sure people get to the right spot but um yeah come on out and uh enjoy and good luck to everybody playing i'm playing uh this week uh and with uh, my buddy connor stewart paul and our team name is connor stewart paul and jeff because his name has like three names, three first names. <laughs> never trust a man with three first names. Never trust a man with th well, never trust a man with two first names. But once you get three, <laughs> oh. it's kind of like the rule of threes with comedy, and it just keeps kind of going on, right? <laughs> and and in, for everyone uh, that is interested in what the experience is like, if you're like on the fence of uh, you want to go, um, wait till the very end of this podcast, and I'm going to give you uh, a review of, of what this event's like. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what do we, uh, we we're gonna uh, we need uh, Super Bowl predictions. I need a winner and a score. Uh, a winner yeah. and a score. Okay. Well, obviously the Niners gonna win, and I'm gonna say that it's it's gonna be de defensive for a while, but then scoring is gonna break out. So like, let's go 27 Niners 13 or seven. Let's go 27 17. 27, 17. You know, it's funny. I always find that like these high powered offenses, once they get to the Super Bowl, it, it's like a trap. 
and you should always bet the under. Uh, yeah. So I am going to go. Do you know go, what the over under is? I don't. I thing? don't. Okay. I'm not going to start, start googling stuff on a podcast. That's yeah. so cliche. Drop it in the comment section. Uh, if uh, yeah, you know, I I weirdly think it's going to be. Oh man, let's go with twenty three twenty Niners and Jake Moody hits a game winning field goal at the very end. Uh, yeah, it would be, that sounds like be a very clutch. exciting game or, or yeah. watching two defenses and like barely things get scored. Like there's like a yeah. defensive touchdown or something in there. Right. Yep. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, it's, it should be a heck of a game. Uh, awesome. I'm going to be bar hopping before, uh, or during it. And okay. we're going to, every quarter we're going to go to a new bar. Well, there's so. uh Peter Sontag's will probably be awesome. not unsimilar to a bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's legendary. Yeah. I hear, I hear, no, I hear he, it's it always fun. Uh, we should have some good food. Yeah. Uh, we'll be cooking up food. Uh, Nate Stone's going to be cooking some stuff up and Peter Sontag is donating, um, some food as well. Uh, we're getting a keg of beer, that kind of stuff, you know, plenty of tequila, I'm sure. Not me, not for me, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping the game will be good so that I can stick around for the whole game. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, uh, so yeah, come on out. Yep, we've got uh, we've got two more uh, two more cat or two more things to do. Um, so we've come up with a new segment. Uh, I, I've called it Disc Golf Course Review. Uh, if you know, that is already a website. <laughs> uh, but um, something that myself and Jacob Serrano were talking about is one of the things that we love is reading one star reviews on movies, yeah, yeah. and so. I started going on UDisc and looking up reviews of courses and wanted to see what people even wrote. And so we're going to do a game. This week, it is going to be, I am going to give you a review. And currently, if you if you can pick the course off the first review, you get five points. If I give you two reviews, you get four points. Three reviews, three points. Yeah. Four reviews, two points. Yeah, I got and it. And so on, and so on, right? Yep. But do, um, uh, do I yep, get a list right. of them to pick from, or is it? do I just have to guess is, from around is, this area or something? Yep, it is the Bay Area and Greater Bay Area. So it would be like Vacaville, Napa, uh, Santa Cruz, Monterey. That's, okay. that's like as far as we're yeah, going to go. We're just because there's not a ton in the Bay, but... Yeah, we're not talking like Sacramento or Santa Rosa. Not, not currently, but maybe we will, yeah. if we can get someone on the pod from SAC, uh, yeah. then maybe we could do one for them. And uh, my other idea is that we could get, bring someone from the audience and you could play, you guys could play each other. I like that. Well, uh, but currently we're just going to. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, All right, let's so, see if it works. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Let's see. All right. Oh, and then stay tuned uh, for, because after this, we're going to, we're going to play the Jeff Corns interview or a 20 minute yeah. clip from the Jeff Corns interview. Yeah, and that interview is awesome. Honestly, we expected to only hang out for thirty minutes. It ended up being a, an easy hour, and we could have gone longer. But we were like, uh, we just had to cut it off and give him <laughs> give him his time back. Um, yeah. So, what I would like you to do though is, when you know the course or you are confident, I want you to just tell me that you know it, and then I'm going to keep going with the reviews. Uh, and then you just tell me at the end, and I trust you that you're not going to change your your answer. Okay, I mean, we can see if I got it right because uh, no, because if I got it uh, wrong, sure. if true, I have it true. wrong, then I want to know. Then I want the next review to get okay, to okay, get it right, right. So that, I, I think I have to. I, I'll that's guess fair. after every one until I get it right, you know, or I know that's I get fair. it right. That's at fair. All. That's I'll fair. get it right. Okay, 
two. I'm gonna Here guess we go. if we're gonna play if we're gonna play like uh like a uh, name that tune, it'd be like I'd have to bid how many it's gonna take me. Oh, it'll take me. I can get it in three reviews or something. But I think this is good. Oh man, I'll give you notes okay, later. Great. I'll give you notes later. We'll we'll figure. Okay, it. cool, 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 cool. We'll get the game right. designers back at the lab working on it, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear the that? Big bucks. Uh, <laughs> all right. So for five points, review for all its faults. It's been there for me. Four stars. <laughs> for all its faults. It's been there for me for all its faults. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, if you are not confident, then let's just move well, on. No, no, because if, yeah, because okay, here's okay, the tricky, okay, okay, here's fine, the tricky thing. I want to guess, but okay. that, <laughs> that, that, I just that, don't want you to guess. That, I just don't want you to guess. Guess, guess. I want you to know, guess. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you want me to know? Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't for sure know. It would be a wild guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, God. My favorite review for four points. Got poop in my eye. Four stars. You better not be, you better not be making me listen to a bunch of bad reviews about my favorite course. But <laughs> I'm not getting, I'm not, I got poop in my eye. I'm, I'm going to go, I want, I need one more. I need one more at least. Okay. Uh, threw a disc in the water, stepped on a rusty nail. Someone stole my disc while treating my foot. Got it back. Two point five stars. Okay, well, this is obviously Aquatic Park. <laughs> this is obviously Aquatic Park. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't want to guess Aquatic Park after the first one, but like, I definitely was like, yeah, I was like, it's probably Aquatic Park. But then there was a couple other ones that I could have guessed after the second one. I yeah. was like. If he's making me make fun of, <laughs> honestly, I had, I I have not gone deep into <clears throat> any other course. Aquatic Park had me laughing so hard. Uh, while Do you Taylor know when these working. reviews are from? Did you did you did you assemble uh, when they're from? I didn't. Okay, I didn't. No, I will look. I will look into that. Though, I mean, I assume if they're the, on the first page or whatever, then they're probably relatively recent. But if it, did you get these from discgolfreview.com? No, I got it from UDisc. Okay, UDisc. Okay, because there is Disc Golf Review. Because if you got it from DiscGolfReview.com, yeah. like, chances are we're getting reviews that are, like, 20 years old or something like that. But, yeah, at least UDisc yeah. could be somewhat normal or somewhat recent. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. Is that the only one you uh, have? Because I, 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 uh, I want to go again. Yeah, it is the only Okay, is but let's hear the rest of them. Let's hear the rest of them. Yep. Uh, it, too many cyclists and pedestrians lost 24 discs. In one round? In one round. No. Why were you carrying I mean, twenty-four discs? I don't. I don't. Why? Did you start? So my throwing favorite your, thing about the. Did you start my throwing thing your about the, the water? Poop? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, like at I I I have lost six discs in at one time uh, at at Aquatic, but at, at what point do you just quit? At what point do you just pack up? And I'm out of here. I mm -hmm. can't handle this anymore. Twenty-four yeah. discs. Or stop throwing yeah, it. With, the, or stop throwing it at the water. Like you literally, yeah. you, you can kind of go around mostly or just like, I'll skip that one, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, there, there's no way it was 24 went around. It must be a person who's played there a couple times and they're just like, okay, I've, I've lost 24 discs here. I'm out. I'm over and, it. And you would think that if they lost 24 discs, they would have lost that in what the front, front 10. And you can, still lose, you can still lose discs on the back nine because all the reeds on the right side and all That's the blood, like you get back there and you're like, well, it's probably there, but I really don't want to go there. Like I'm, I, so by disc, you know, like, um, especially if you haven't yeah. been there and know like what you're dealing with, like if you know where to step, you know how to get, Oh, I can get that disc back. But that one is probably a lost cause. Whereas like a person will go bounding in, get mud foot and just be like, 
fuck this, I'm out of here. You know, so especially <laughs> this time of year, it's rough. I mean, it's going to be muddy. Yeah. Like I'm wearing, yep. I'm wearing my new Merrill tactical boots, which kind of look like tactical boots, but they're very waterproof and not very comfortable, but good enough for yeah. this golf. Okay. And for one point, it is, I have no idea how this course is. I just had a couple pass me and set up a picnic 15 feet in front of the tee pad. Every time I show up there or show up there uh, are people in the fairway. Half a star. Half a star. Half a star. I'm sorry, but Yeah. Originally, originally, I was only going to look at the one stars, but I actually had a, I thought it was funnier. Like the poop in my eye is a four-star review. So they love the course. They got poop in their eyes. Not to say that that isn't a bummer, but if you got poop in the eye, there's some responsibility about you. You did something in that transaction as well, right? I've been there a thousand times. I've been to Aquatic Park a billion times. Never gotten poop in my eyes. I've never gotten poop in my eyes on any disc golf course. (laughs) Or maybe ever, maybe ever, I'm going to go, odds are, I've probably never gotten poop in my eye. Yeah. It's a lot of disc oh, golf. So for anyone that's listening, please uh, leave fun reviews on your courses. Uh, we better do this again so you can do this to some other course or course. Oh, 100%. Aquatic just worked out so perfect, <laughs> and I thought it would be the, the best starter. Uh, I can't wait to start seeing other courses. <sighs> okay. I mean, you know, that Oyster, you know that Oyster Bay is going to be – it's too windy. It's too windy. It's too windy. One star. It is too windy. Yep. It is too windy. windy. Yeah, I did not bring the right. I did not bring the right discs on Wednesday. Ooh boy, Wilson. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, I'm like, I'll bring slightly more overstable discs, and I was like, nope. I was just getting beat up. Um, Yeah, I shot a 22 over on the on the on the challenge. So I'll be on the bottom of the challenge leaderboard for this month. Um, yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Okay, well, if that if that's if if you if you're if you uh, if you if you're done making fun of my favorite course <laughs> i'm gonna be playing i will shit on oyster long. very soon thank you i promise <laughs> i'm gonna be playing for the next three days uh should we get to the interview yep okay cool well we're just gonna we're gonna jump right in here okay and we'll see you guys in a few yeah and so i mean you've been on the road you, you started resistance you've run you know all sorts of tournaments and, and all that stuff kind of fast forward to i mean what was it just over a year ago that Paul like officially bought the the property, right? That, that yeah, it's probably about, about a year ago to like right about now. Yeah. They brought they bought that property. Um and all of a sudden knew... it's like and it needs to be redone, or yeah, I don't know, I imagine they have to do some work. And you guys are doing the inaugural one. So so take us through how Paul kind of asked you to be a part of that and then and then kind of what the, the last year has been like, even just getting to this point. Yeah, so I last year ran the Cascade Challenge. That was my second time running a disc golf pro tour event. And I had Great. had Watch good hopes. I'd love to hear it. I've, I'm I'm passionate about that event and that community. That community up there in Shelton, Washington is phenomenal. Yeah. They're so cool. They went, like, I never go in with the expectations that anyone volunteering their time is going to, you know, do anything. If you're there and you want to help, like, that's awesome. Those guys were insane. Like, yeah. I always try to tell them, like, I don't want to ask more of you, but, like, you know, what do you think of this idea? And they're like, that's no problem. We'll go do that right now. Like They're, like, ripping their shirts off and running into the woods, and you're like, what? <laughs> for real. Like, we, walk, we did a walk through, like, briefly, like, the Sunday before the event with the assistant director of the Pro Tour, Phil Delone, and he was like, hey, here's some ideas for, like, future years. Maybe we can, like, carve out some of these areas of woods and create better spectating. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. 
I show up to the course like the next morning and they're like, hey, come look at the spectator areas that we just made yesterday, like per Phil's recommendation. And I was like, what? Like, okay, like go out there. And I'm like, dude, you guys like mowed down half a forest. Like, but this is perfect. Like, this is what they wanted. And like Phil shows up to the course and he's, his mind's blown. Like those guys were insane. Yeah. So yeah, so, so you run the cascade. Got any. Yeah. And then. The Pro Tour had some plans, I would say, to they wanted to continue to push to have an elite series event in Washington. I'm can't really I'm not really entirely sure where that went, direction changed in the offseason this year. Yeah. Um there's West a lot Coast of moving is definitely not getting the Pro a lot of work this year. Yeah. Amen to that for sure. So yeah. I was a little disappointed, kind of had some insight that that was going to happen. Had talked to like tour director Jeff Spring and then also some other people on the Pro Tour, and they were kind of like yeah, I don't really know what, you know, it was kind of like beating around the bush a little bit, but I'm like, you know, hey, I will, I'm planning on running this event. Like, let's coordinate it in the tour swing. Like, we'll figure it out, blah, 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 whatever. I had talked to Paul about it, and obviously he told him, you know, I'm frustrated about this. Like, this is that this is happening. But he said, well, I think I might have another opportunity that we can talk about. And he presented the idea of basically, he's like, hey, like, originally we were looking at doing this in like April, I think, with the Pro Tour. But now some shuffling around with Champions Cup and when that's going to be, he's like, now they want us to kick the tour off in, uh, on, the, on the East Coast and in Florida. So he's like, you want to run a disc golf pro tour event? And I was like, sure. What are the dates? Tells me the dates. I'm like, awesome. 21 weeks from now. Like, that's a little. Yeah. So when, this was the middle of the summer, I'm guessing. Probably. <laughs> oh, no. This is like November. Oh, November. Me this, yep. Probably. <laughs> yeah, oh this God. is like last November. Okay. So initially i was kind of like maybe october at like the latest but yeah, 21 weeks it's got to be somewhere yeah four or you know five months ish right so yeah it was like 21 weeks to the event day so i was kind of just like all right like this is stressful because but you know in 2021 we filled in with a disc golf pro tour event uh still during like covid time when the beaver state fling was canceled we popped up an event and ran a disc golf pro tour silver series on eight weeks notice yeah so we felt like we had a you know had a game plan we had you know been through this before we obviously like it was great to have eight months to plan an event um with cascade challenge that we'd kind of gotten this down to a science have a reliable staff that we were working with that we should be able to just transfer this blueprint down to florida and get everything done down there so yeah that's awesome uh i mean and how's the property looking down there have you had a chance to go out there at all yet i've so i've been out there twice during this off season once in december once in the be- very beginning of january and i mean the property's sick i'd never been out there before those two visits um the elevation's crazy like it, the camera does not do it justice of what some of these hills look like um so i think that's going to be like fun for people to just see the disc fly especially in person there's gonna be a lot of times where it's like the disc is going to be in the air for like three to four seconds longer than like a normal shot would be because it's just, you know, it's off the top of a cliff now. So that's fun. We carved out, I say we, I mean, Paul McBeth designed and then our, the crew that uh, has been helping Dylan Cease out at Cactus Rock, uh, the Williams brothers, those guys, another group of phenomenal human beings and great, you know, disc golf ambassadors. Those guys did some insane stuff, moved earth, cut down trees, cleared fairways, built some stuff that I didn't even know was possible in a week. So it's going to look a little different than what we've seen on coverage before, for sure. Yeah, so there's uh, there's two brand new holes that are completely from scratch, brand new. Um, and they're both pretty epic. Like, they're both, like, kind of a similar style of, like, they tee off from, like, a cliff. Like, there's a valley of some kind or, like, a clearing in front of it, and then it goes back up onto another cliff. Um, so, like, 
just like the terrain out there is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not like it, I feel like a lot of traditional disc golf courses, you're like, you throw off a hill or something and then you walk down a hill. This is literally like you throw and then 20 feet in front of the tee pad. If that it's straight, like face drops down 30 plus feet sometimes. So you got to go all the way around and figure out how to get Yeah, there's there. like, and that's some of the things that they did out on the course is the, like the walkouts that they carved. Like we have one new hole where we took this like pretty epic, I think it might've been a par four previously, but it's now going to definitely be a par five where we brought it up onto a cliff. That's like about a 40 foot cliff in the landing zones, probably at least like 450 plus off the tee of where you'd like to land the disc. But we, again, when I say we, they carved a switchback trail up the side of a cliff because that's all that there was here was like a cliff carved a switchback and then went through the woods, like 200 feet to get to this T-pad location. That's wild. That's wild. Like they were doing stuff on skid steers that I was just like sitting there watching. And I'm like, nope, I don't want to be around here. Like this is, this is wild. It's that hard hat area all of a sudden. Absolutely. We've got some great like video clips of them, of them working. Our guys having fun will like get being involved. Oh yeah. Is there a social media that we can, we can direct people there to see like how things are going there or like, yeah. I think it's just, I think it's just Olympus DGC on Instagram. Okay. Well, we'll make sure we get that information that it's in the, in the notes and everything like that. So yeah, just Olympus DGC on Instagram. They, they've posted a lot of cool clips and stuff of like throughout the construction process and some of the stuff they've done. That's awesome. while we were there, we like the parking lot's not completely finished in aspect of paving. It's still getting some stuff done there, but they like dropped road base for like a 40,000 square foot parking lot area. So we should be able to have like 80 to 90 cars on site for the event. Um, they just got a shed out there with like a pro shop, basically like a lot of things are coming together and then there are long term plans for that, that property. Stuff. No camping on site. There's not really enough property to do that. We okay. have a local guy who's a disc golfer. He's about a mile and a half down the road who's serving as our spectator parking lot. He's got a little 18-hole, like, small <laughs> course on his property that uh, <laughs> he wants to host camping out there. So it's awesome that there's, like, people in the community that down there as well. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, the secondary economy. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah how do you no, – sorry, no. Jeff. How, how do you um, – like, how are you managing all these people and, obvi- like – is this already in motion as you're then being asked to head as TV and you're just kind of like picking up with the circus that is this tournament that's already in motion? Not really. It was kind of all built from scratch to an extent of the aspect of like I assembled like the team that we put together for the event. Um, Some of those people already have previous experience, like um, three guys that are all part of the Paul McBeth foundation team. Um, They're all down in Florida they are heading up like all of our volunteer coordinating. So those guys have been just all over that. It was kind of something that they had past experience. They've worked with Nate Heinold at Ledgestone and Deglo with his events and also on like some other major tournaments. But it was kind of like, I could just be like, hey, like this is what we want to do. And then they were like, cool, we know what to do. We'll take it from here. And that was like a huge, you know, item I could just pass off my list. And it's the and then, kind of thing you got to do on the ground anyways, right? It's hard to do that from Oregon. Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. And making sure that like that you're getting them the right thing and whatever the custom is for, 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 you know, the payout, you know, payouts or, you know, swag or whatever, you know, you're like, okay, what do these guys need? You guys figure that out for us. Right. 
Yeah. And we, we like put together, I think what's a pretty awesome, like volunteer plan, like any day that like volunteers are there, they're going to get a shirt. Uh, they'll get lunch paid for. And then we broke it down into shifts and every shift that they work, they'll get progressively like better and better cooler discs that like Discraft is providing for the event. That's awesome. So it'll get to like start off on like some just cool event discs that are like limited edition discs all the way up to like some LE Paul Macbeth releases that we have planned for the week and stuff like that, that they'll get access to, uh, for helping us. So that's like, that was super fun to like develop that with them. We had, we hadn't really done anything quite like the disc payment kind of stuff or like offering merchandise for their time. Uh, thing for Cascade Challenge. So it was cool to like work with them. They're like, yeah, this is kind of what Nate does at Ledgestone. What do you think here? And I was like, oh yeah, like we've got some product we can divvy up in these certain ways. Like let's get people set up with some cool stuff. So they were like, oh, awesome. Perfect. Like I'm glad that we've already got like stuff in place for this. So like that was one thing. And then like, I've got a, a good like core group that we run tournaments with here in Oregon. So my assistant TD, his name's Nick Walter. He was my assistant TD at Cascade Challenge. He's the man. He's like, little guy on our me and scott weathers crew when it comes to running tournaments mm-hmm. um so nick was just like yep i'll take the time off of work like if you can just get me out there you got like your assistant td and scoring director we'll oh. get all that taken care of it's mm. so, like that was easy and then we had like other guys in our crew who were like dude i have i'm supposed to take time off of work like you know how do i get out to florida i'm like easy perfect we'll bring more people like we got an airbnb down there with like five people in it right now that we got a local, like, you know, the, the regional crew from here coming out there to do some work. So nice. So are they already out there? They are not. Yeah. I, so actually I, I will get out there next Monday. Okay. Um, we're recording this on like January 31st, but. And this will come out right Monday. after you're probably getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So February 5th, I'll be on site starting to work on stuff. Olympus has just had their grand opening. I've been talking on the phone to Nick Carl, like the course manager every day. He's been giving me updates on all the things that we're working on out there, trying to get ready for the event. But I'll get on site, got a lot of planning still to do, um, but everything's like just rolling in a really good way. And I feel super great about it. I, at first I was like taking the jump from like a silver series event to an elite series event is a good jump, but I feel like, I feel like we put a great team together and everyone's like ready to do things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've got a course that's kind of being built for it right now. And like all these things are kind of coming together to really try to make it a success. Like, that's really good. I mean, it sounds like you are just getting so much help from everyone. And I mean, as a tournament director, you know, we, all of us have, have run events, not at that scale for me, but like it, you really, when you get that symphony going of everybody really, you know, doing their core competencies and, and hitting what they need to do, it, it's pretty awesome that you're like, oh my God, this is actually maybe not, is maybe it'll be fun. Like maybe it won't be anxiety ridden and crazy, right? Yeah. Like I normally it's like just, it's a lot of you just thinking of everything that's going wrong, but it's like if you do everything like if you prep and plan everything ahead of time and get like all these boxes checked, like like I said, the working doc, it's a wonderful piece of tool yeah. from the pro tour. Everything that is going to be and again, it also this includes like if I have a staff that like is, you know, able to carry carry weight and do what they need to do come tournament time, like me and like a couple other people, all we'll have to do is just what we just call damage control. Where it's like you know maybe something pops up on the course where like oh we need to go fix this and like you know solve a situation or like this happens go do that it becomes super minimal that like i remember the first time that i did this i was literally like sitting in like the rv trailer that we had on site and i'm just like sitting there and i'm just like should i be doing something yeah exactly you're like this should i be doing something and i'm like I just like keep walking around to people and ask like, Hey, do you guys need help? You guys good? Like everything good. Just, like, oh, just, yeah, we got everything handled. Just driving the golf cart around, like going like, come on, who needs some help? Like right? 
legitimately and it's just like everyone's like no yeah we're good we got everything done and i'm like uh okay cool well if you need anything like give me a call and just move on to the next group people but yeah so what what are you what are you looking forward to and what are you kind of like not scared but most anxious or don't want you're like oh god i gotta deal with this like once you get on the ground like you know it's the clock starts running but like there's some real excitement and fun there but also there's like oh i gotta go deal with this thing or it's the the thing that i need to make sure i nail perfectly that's giving me keeping me up at night I think the thing that always like stresses, at least in like experience of going like into this third time, the thing that always stresses me out, like is, is, is volunteers in a way, because you know, they're volunteers. They're not paid to be there. Like they're not getting paid cash. Like they're, they're, you know, volunteering their time. So it's always a chance that the person's like, Oh, sorry. Like didn't really feel like it. The weather looked crappy. I'm not going to come out today. Or they were just like, Oh, got stuck in traffic. And like, you know, or they were just like, Oh, I actually want to spectate today. So I just bought a general admission pass and I went spectating. And you're just like, dude, like you're killing me. Like, I didn't know I had to have a spotter on hole four for like two hours already. Like, so that's the thing that always like is it's like, it's out of your control to an extent, but it's like, it's, you never know that like a volunteer I'm, I'm, I'm or someone's to, missing until they are. I'm glad to know that that anxiety doesn't go anywhere yeah. until anywhere ever, because like, I mean, you know, you're literally going to fit in perfectly with the uh, sort of the mantra of our podcast, which is like volunteers needed, like, come on. Cause we're always running a bunch of shit, you know, between yeah. East Bay and Oyster Bay and the Bay area in general. It's just like, get out there and do stuff. And you see the same 15 people, 20 people. And you're like, no, we know there's more yeah. people that are more engaged. Right. So. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, okay. So, so one of the coolest things about this event, not only is it the first event uh, that kicks off the entire uh, season, but also maybe the possibly one of the biggest sponsors uh, backing it. Like this isn't just the Ledgestone open, which is, has all this like hoopla because of what the tournament is. But you got like chess.com that is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company that is a game that is putting, probably backing it with some real, real cash. Um, and there is a expected like very good fan zone. Uh, can you speak at all about what is expected to be there? Yeah. So I, at first, like Paul, uh, one of the things I also appreciate about Paul is Paul, like, is when I say he's like a visionary, like I literally think of him as like a Steve Jobs, like visionary kind of person where like he comes up with ideas and things that you're just like, no one's thinking about that. And I mean, obviously, you know, with this event, he was like, I want to pull in like a huge outside the sport sponsor. And I'm like, I mean, literally even Nate Heinold, like had to like talk him down of like, Hey, like don't put a bunch of pressure on corns to do this. Like this, that's huge. He's like, he's like, I've been developing his relationship with Merrill shoes that he's had. He said, that's been a seven year project for him to get it to where it is today. Um, to like get it, putting shoes in every player's pa- uh, players pack. Like some of those like having Bush now, like, you know, that's a fortunate one that they are also like basically a company in the sport, even though they are nationally recognized outside the sport. Um, he was like, don't put a bunch of pressure on corns to get a big sponsor. He's like, you go find a big sponsor. If that's what you're going to, you're going to do. He's like, I know Jeff's going to be able to put everything together inside the sport. Let him handle that. You go find the big fish, Paul. <laughs> so it was kind of like a, like crazy thing. Paul's not a, like I say, he's not a chess guy. He's now like kind of a chess guy and he understands like chess. But at first he was like, I don't really know much about chess. Like he's like, I know what the pieces are called and I don't really know how some of them move. But now it's gotten to the point where he's learned a lot more about it. But originally, the CEO of Chess.com is a disc golfer and a huge Paul Macbeth fan. 
he reached out to the Paul over the off season, basically was like, Hey, like we want to sponsor you start to do a deal, something like that. You know, what kind of partnership can we start? And Paul, like, you know, he middling said, I don't know much about chess, but I have this event that I'm running. If you want to support something, I would rather you put that energy towards a disc golf event. And I think we can maybe bring more crossover between the two sports into that event than just me promoting chess.com and their ceo was like ecstatic about that jumped on it was super excited so that's great we got some cool we got some cool things in the works like there's going to be some high profile chess people i can't like say names yet we're still like we have like an official announcement that we're planning to like you know boost some ticket sales and kind of get some things going but we'll like high profile chess uh celebrity that's going to be on site as well as some other like chess grandmasters. So chess.com is also sending out like a 10, 15 person staff. Wow. They're like Whoa. staffing like this chess zone. So they want to have like disc golf pro tour players playing like chess players, playing fans. Um, they do a bunch of live streaming on their platform, which I think is really cool. Like they'll just have people like literally basically on a phone streaming chess matches that you can go watch on like the chess.com app. So they want to do stuff like that from the course. Um, cross promote on their platform of what disc golf is and what's going on at the event. Are there any, a lot uh, of really cool stuff? Are there any uh, chess players in, in this golf? There are some like really good players. And it's kind of like funny that it's coincidentally a lot of disc craft players. (laughs) Um, I think like, so from what I've heard, Holland Hanley might be like one of the best chess players, like on the disc golf pro tour. Um, I'm not super like knowledgeable with like the chess rating system, yeah. But I've heard her like chess rating is like over 1700, I think, which That's is very like good. That's very good. yeah. So apparently she's like really good at chess. Um, Aaron Gossage I've heard is also very good. Andrew Fish wow. is the chess player, um, and then also like the assistant tour director Phil Delone. He's a like big chess fan, and when he heard about this, he was like, "I play chess.com every day. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so this exciting. is crazy." <laughs> Yeah, it seems like great for some great crossover. And it sounds like you guys some amazing things set up. I mean, just I mean, it sounds like a convergence of a lot of really great things. I mean, obviously, Paul Macbeth and his new property, all the work you guys are doing there, you and your expertise and and just, you know, bringing this playbook, working with the DGPT and then chess.com, you know, and really kind of reaching out to Paul and it sort of landing in your lap to put this all together. Um, are you guys looking like uh, you guys looking at a good prize purse and you're getting very excited about like with the financials and how it's all working out now with having such a big name sponsor? Yeah. Uh, right now our I know we're going to have at least uh 50 K added cash, which is pretty solid. That's great. Um, obviously like there's some events like Ledgestone's massive. They, they do an insane amount. And then like some of the other DGPD playoff events are huge, but you didn't want to run 25 am tournaments. <laughs> no, too many, too many, th- but what, some of the stuff, like I don't think people realize like how much Nate Heinold does during that week of Ledgestone and like everything that's going on, like 2,200 players are n- playing the non disc golf pro tour side of the event. I know it's crazy. Like that fills up like 12 Whoa. to 13 courses, the, which also like, like then put into Z or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. But like, then you Whoa. put into perspective of like, whoa wait there's 13 like 18 whole courses in this like hour like radio hour driving distance radius that like people can go play all of these properties yeah like peoria illinois like when people talk about like disc golf like metro like crazy areas like peoria illinois is getting absolutely slept on for like where like you know for how much disc golf there is there yeah it's like i mean austin's great and and and, you know and charlotte's great but it's like that's i mean that's yeah no 
those two like the most you say is both incredible disc golf cities but like i like no one ever just talks about like peoria illinois like what's like it probably does get on some lists somewhere but it's like how many places are, i mean i don't even think in the bay area there's oh, you know no, you no. can take anywhere i can't and where i'm at in oregon i don't think if you go even up to like portland oregon if you pick a spot like you're gonna hit like 13 18 whole courses that, like, you, could, that you could run tournaments on concurrently yeah exactly yeah. that's like that's nuts but I, I mean i'm really glad to hear that you guys are really being able to bring in the good sponsorships do added cash you know it sounds like you guys are doing great by the volunteers and you guys have so much support in what's going on in the course i mean you know it, it, i'm really excited i mean obviously everybody's excited about seeing this golf come back and seeing what's going to happen mm -hmm. and so like i'm it'll be really awesome to see something really fresh on the on the pro tour right away you know so um obviously we can talk a lot more about the, what's happening with the West Coast, but we can say that for another podcast yeah. after you get done with the uh, opening on the East Coast. Then we, we'll, we'll get you back yeah. on and talk about what's happening on the West Coast. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Jeff, do you have to do you have to run anything a part of the All Star event that happens the week prior because it's on the same course? <laughs> kind of. So uh, yeah, I so like. Uh, uh, Paul brought to me originally like he's like hey I think we're looking to move all-star weekend to the property as well the weekend before and I was like oh boy like that means I'm gonna <laughs> have, like I'm like I'm gonna have more work to do because like it's got to be yeah. tournament ready a week earlier yes that that for one which like everything got really stalled that when they went through their lawsuit like the plans i know that they've talked about it online they're like they want to build a country club experience at that property eventually like they have a clubhouse that they have designs for that they're working on and that place is going to be pretty epic come come like uh you know fruition of everything sure. they are you know this this clubhouse might have been done right now before the disc golf pro tour event if things didn't get delayed last year obviously it's like we just you know stuck through everything or keep pushing forward on the course but i can't wait to like i mean i think we're starting in like a huge spot and i like absolutely think that it is doable to come back year two and go so much farther and to present like such a better experience even year two so That's the awesome. pro tour seems invested in starting here and this being a potential future spot so I think we'll see more, but I, it, when it comes to the all-star weekend, I initial, I had the, I knew that it was going to happen, that I was going to get roped into more things. I prepared for it. I didn't necessarily want it, but like always it's fun to do. So it's like, I, I, I get pleasure out of it. It's going to be, it's going to, that's going to be a fun weekend as well. Yeah. We got some cool things on the course plan for that as well. And we're back. If you want to, uh, if you want to hear the rest of that podcast, uh, that rest of that interview, we'll put that up on our YouTube channel in the next week or so. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Uh, I want to thank Jeff Corns for coming on the podcast. Um, check out the chess.com open. Obviously we're all going to be watching it because it's opening the DGPT tour, but it's, uh, he is just a delightful guy. We talk for an hour. Uh, we'll have a full interview up for it. Um, I want to just remind everybody that we're going to be syndicating this on Apple podcasts and Spotify and Google podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts as well as YouTube. So look for us and uh, follow us on Facebook right now to, to get all of, uh, where we're going to be posting and, 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 you know, putting more content up. So, uh, without further ado, I give you Jeff Rexroth. Love hurts. 363 days ago. I almost broke up with my best friend, the love of my life. Yes, it was over disc golf. 
Berkeley best pairs will do that to you. After the end of Saturday and being nearly 30 strokes behind the only other mixed couple there, the Joes, there was a little love lost between us. Didn't know disc golf could do that to you, but we are that competitive. We went home. We didn't have a great day. We lost a couple of discs in aquatic. We didn't know if we even wanted to come back the next day, but of course we're going to, because honestly we got to hang out with two of the coolest people in the world, the Joes, the brightest, the silliest, the funnest. And though they kicked our ass, it was the funnest ass kicking I had ever had. Minus the slight depression and hatred for each other for me and my teammate. And the next morning we had another 18 to go. Bright spot is we get to play with the Joes, but only, only Joe's girlfriend was there. We, waited and all right we finally went to our holes but still only only joe a she had some bad news for us that the night prior joe kessler had 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 stayed up all night with his cat and his cat wasn't doing so good and in the morning joe took his cat into the vet and had to have the hard conversation of putting his cat down. Joe A told us this story. And in that moment, fuck disc golf. Fuck the competition. We weren't catching up anyway. And that didn't honestly didn't even go through our heads. All we wanted to do was to be there for Joe Kessler and Joe A because they're our friends. And life sucks and I just wanted to give that guy the biggest hug. Well, he did end up putting his cat down that morning. And all of a sudden, he was ready for a distraction. He was ready for some love. So he came to the course. We were a few holes in. He caught up to us. And he, go, he gave his partner the warmest most loving hug I've ever seen. In that moment, I realized that I had spent an entire day worrying, being upset over absolutely nothing. Because in that moment, right then and there, I realized that what we were doing, the experience that we got to have together is everything I'm here for. It's the reason why I play. It's the reason why I give back. It's these moments, these times. We played the rest of that course and we had a great time. We had jokes, we had laughs, and we had love. We walked away for, at the end of that day being a stronger couple, loving each other even more and 
I just want to always remember that I don't golf because of the sport. I golf because of the people and I golf because of our experience. I love you guys. Thanks, Jeff. That was awesome. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, if you didn't catch it all and want to catch up, uh, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and everything else. Good night. I'm Jeff Goss, Jeff Rexroth. Later.